Hello there. It's them. Blast them. Roger, roger. We're doomed. What have we done? This is madness. I got a bad feeling about this. But during it, I was like, oh, you know what I might try to watch? I was like, I could use some good old Matthew Perry humor. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to rewatch Friends. And yeah. just like, go from there. Season one, because that's like, I like the old seasons. I yeah. needed that like 90s, early 2000 nostalgia. That's like what I was in the mood oh, for. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I started it. Yeah. I got like three episodes in. And I was like, wow, I don't like this show anymore. <laughs> I think a lot of people are starting to realize that about Friends. Is that I think it's, it's also growth. I saw a TikTok the other day, and if I find it again, I'll send it to you. Yeah. But it was one of those things where she's like, do you ever find yourself not enjoying the things that you used to yeah. really enjoy? She's like, oh, it's because she's like, I like, she called it something specific. What is she? I can't remember what she called it. She called it something specific, and she was like, it's because, like, it no longer serves you. Yeah. You've healed. It, yeah, you've grown. you. you it was there when you needed it, yeah. and that's great that it was there when you but needed it. But you're not that person anymore. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I just didn't expect friends. Gilmore Girls, I will always. Yeah. Love you didn't. You didn't. You didn't expect it to be friends. That would be the show. That would be like nuts. Yeah. For me. For me, I think it was um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. Well, from the finale. The finale, the finale fucking me. ruined it. That's it, that's I can't one show that, that show like of the finale. I won't jump on the I won't jump on the Game of Thrones bandwagon because I actually did enjoy the last season of Game of Thrones. I thought it was yeah, a little same. faster than it needed to go, but I liked what the story that they told. Same. And I think they did a good job telling it. And you know, everyone like that's kind of where I feel like the shift happened of everyone just hating on everything. I know. Was with Game of Thrones. And so I'd like I won't shit on that, but but the the finale of How I Met Your Mother that was garbage. It I'm ruined sorry. The show for me. Don't <laughs> like, apologize. Yeah, like that's one where I'm like, no, that was fucking garbage. How dare you do this after how it many fucking years? Also, it's not take it from someone who are yeah. those kids, yeah, who literally live that life yeah. of their dad telling you stories of your mom who yeah. passed away. That's not that. No, in no way, shape, or form. Yeah. Would my father tell me stories like that? And if I realized that my father was in love with a friend that we called an aunt, aunt? the entire yeah. time, that is not how you would react. No! Trust. Trust. Yeah, yeah like, like I, I can't get behind that. That show was bullshit. I was so mad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> the finale ruined that show for me. And it really sucks because, yeah, I really did like that show. That show was I hilarious. I never turned off my AC. <laughs> oh, damn. It feels great in here. I know it feels wonderful, but that you're that... like editing is gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, that the first five minutes of that might have a weird low rumbling noise, guys. We're not we're not gonna redo it. Oh, that's fair. But just fair warning: if it had a rumbly noise at the beginning, it's yeah. because I was dumb and didn't want to turn off my AC. Right, because it feels too good in here. It feels really good in here. Um. Also, welcome back to our Star Wars. Oh, podcast. welcome back, friends. <laughs> I swear we'll get around to it. Also, Star Wars, like we'll always love and enjoy. Yeah, I think it's things like that, but like. Friends or How I Met Your Mother, I think those are such time stamps. It's a oh, period piece at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, like the, friends the way did not age well. No, Friends <laughs> definitely didn't age well. There are, there are a lot of parts of How I Met Your Mother that didn't age well. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Barney. Barney. I love him. I loved him, but like he didn't age he that didn't great. Age well. He was a little no. rapey. A little. <laughs> he was a lot rapey. Jeez. Right? At least Friends oh, was like that. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but three episodes in, like, I was like, wow, I am not enjoying... I couldn't even enjoy Phoebe. And she's my fave. Yeah. Even after ripping the show apart, Phoebe still stands to be a great character because she had other friends outside the friend group. Yeah, she had other friends outside the friend group. She also had the most batshit crazy backstory. Right? Ever, which is just... It was just such a bizarre backstory. so loving and down to earth. And all the shit she went through. I just always love that Phoebe told her backstory as if, it, if she was talking about, you know, and then I went to af- an after school camp yeah. and that, that it was like the most normal thing in the world. I that know. her parents were a thruple, that her mom <laughs> killed herself, right. that she was homeless, that she has like like all of these bad twin she- sister that she doesn't yeah. even speak to. Yeah, her evil, she has an evil twin. Literally. <laughs> 
so funny. I know. I could. Yeah. I couldn't enjoy it though. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I just like Ra- Rachel I... in the first couple episodes used to be hilarious, and now yeah. I just like wanted to hit her. Yeah. And now like, I was just shut like, up. If I were Monica, I would have been like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of my like, house. The fact that she didn't even invite her to that wedding. Hmm. Seeing how their relationship was later in the show, and that they were legitimately best friends. Yeah. That's shitty. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Like Rachel, you suck. Yeah, that is like that's such a douchey thing to do. I know. Like I... Monica had every right to yeah. slam the door in her face. Yeah. And be like, no, you cannot stay with me. Who do you think you are? I went <clears throat> on like over this weekend, I went on an epic uh binge rewatch of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I did that over the summer. Yeah. Wasn't it fun? <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I think it was like movies. super fun because I completely forgot the plot of all of the movies. That's hilarious. And had no memory of it. And I just love that those movies are written in such a way that they are so ridiculous oh, and yeah. so stupid that you can't help but have fun. You can't help but have fun. Like, it's just one of those, like... And the actors commit. They commit so hard. <laughs> Johnny Depp's like, oh, yeah, we're doing To this, this. ridiculous story. I I was thoroughly entertained. I love that it it almost plays out like bad fan fiction at <gasps> some point. Oh, yeah. I think it's fucking hysterical. I didn't watch the newest one, though. I watched the newest one. How um, is it? It's Because it doesn't have the OG guys it doesn't have elizabeth oh, oh no 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 it does oh oh my it god does. yeah okay. they, they make brief appearances the whole thing is about their son trying to break the curse on That's right on orlando bloom's character okay i need to watch it i yeah, think when i did like, my rewatch over the summer though it, it wasn't, wasn't available it yeah. wasn't anywhere i literally signed up for a free um trial subscription of stars so i could watch the one that isn't on disney plus right now <laughs> Oh, which one isn't on there? Uh, on Stranger Tides, which is probably the worst of all of them. Oh, with Penelope Cruz. Yeah, the Love one, her, the one, it, the one it... where they were like, oh, yeah, Jack Sparrow can totally just hold the whole movie. And it's like, he's a bit much for a whole movie. Yeah. They did rely on him a little bit too much, which wasn't fair to yeah. him. No. That's and, not like, him. and that character should not have been. It's, no. it's a great character for him, but it should not have been carrying the whole movie. He, I know. It, it's, it gets old. <laughs> which I was actually, I agree it is. It is like the least of all of them, but it made me a little sad that it's least of all of them because isn't that isn't that the Blackbeard one? Yeah, that's the Blackbeard, Blackbeard one, and it has mermaids in it. Yes, as well. Yes, it does. It has mermaids. Uh, um, but I just love like the last one. There's literally a bank heist at the beginning of the movie, and when they go to try and pull the safe through the bank. It doesn't go through the back wall of the bank, so they literally steal the entire building. And I love that. Wait, someone... I remember that. Okay, then you've seen it. <laughs> Did I fall asleep? That's... I might have been very high and fallen asleep. I wouldn't put it past because I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> do not know what happens after that. That one to me read like that. That last one, I think, especially to me, just feels like. They took the most ridiculous fan fiction they could find online, and they were like, let's make it into a movie. Oh, I love it. <laughs> which kind of, I think, is absolutely, which I think would be a hysterical concept of, like, a screenwriter going onto one of these fan fiction websites and just posting what they plan to do. Oh, to do see- you want me to blow your mind? Please because do. Because I just found something out the other day. I'm still not going to watch it. Did you know mm-hmm. the ever-so-beloved... Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah, was a Twilight fan fiction. It's a Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. I had no idea. You didn't? No. Did you tell me this? I just found out recently. You might. Have I didn't tell you this. Oh. But also, have you been living under a rock? Maybe. I also had no interest in reading this book or watching that movie. If I want to watch porn, I'm just gonna watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I also had no idea it was Twilight fan fiction. My, I think my sister had it on like her Kindle or something when we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. And so we were like reading passages back and forth with each other. Because oh <laughs> it's so bad. It's like when you read it, you're like, my sister's like, this is terrible. I can't put it down. So like, it's that's not even she, good. Yeah, no, she she described how it. How did they make multiple movies off of something so terrible? Because <laughs> women are really horny. Okay, porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> women can watch it too. <laughs> I think Ugh. it's I think it's because we're with, Outlander. You're welcome. I think it's because when it comes to like porn or like to get like really deep into why women tend to gravitate more towards that than porn mm-hmm. is because with erotica stories like that, women tend to emotionally connect more. You're right. 
And that's why I remember reading something. Oh, if you need a backstory on the pizza guy, I'll give you one right oh. here now. You know I will. <laughs> you know I will. This seems like the perfect pre-show discussion oh for Lando. Um, but before we get into Lando, I think we should this actually is get the into hot perfect <laughs> pre-show discussion for Lando. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, guys, I don't even know where this came. I so What's your hot take? You can probably tell. I just want to go ahead and let everyone know. You can probably tell from the way my voice is sounding. I am sick. I have been sick this week. Just like one of those dumb summer colds that turn into a science infection. But being sick in 90 degree weather in the summertime is not fun. And I'm on day three. And I think that's why it's taking me so long to get over. It's yeah. Because my body is like, what is wrong? Yeah. Um, We can't cool down. Um, <laughs> But anyway. That Hot being take. said, um, I apologize for the stuffy nose and everything. Um, my hot... Don't apologize to them. Apologize to me. I have to edit this. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so sorry. Um, my hot take for the week is, how come no one in Star Wars was ever sick with a cold? <laughs> you guys don't get colds in space. What do, you, what do you do? What do you use? Is that blue milk juice? Is that, like, good for your immune system? Like, these are things I need to know. I don't know. People... Do they have, like, some sort of, like, bacta that they can use to treat colds? Maybe. Or maybe maybe they've cured the common cold in a galaxy they far, far away. They have cured the common cold, ladies and gentlemen. But they can't cure sadness. No, they can't. Or go to therapy. Yeah. Therapy. Like, nobody believes therapy, in that. Therapy, sadness, can't cure. But the common cold, we got that. We got that taken so care I'm, like, of. So I'm, a little mad <laughs> and bitter. I always appreciate that your hot takes sometimes just uh, reflect how you're <clears throat> physically feeling Because in I the moment. never remember to think of <laughs> So I just have to wing it. I'm like, what? Okay. My hot take. I was thinking about this as rewatching some scenes from the prequels. Like you do. Like you do. Like most people do. I'm sure you all do this from time to time. Rewatch just a random scene, not the whole movie. I mean, with that meme going around. Which one? Did you hear, like, pick one? Pick the one. one of the two faces in the field. Oh, God. If Padme and Anakin in the yeah. field. Yeah. I've oh, gotten God. really sucked into the Vin Diesel memes. Yeah. I think they're hysterical. I know people are sick of them, but I think they're fucking hysterical. And they're working. They make me want to watch that. Yeah. I've never I mean, I, seen them. I already want to watch that, but I also am slightly obsessed with the Fast and the Furious franchise because it is so stupid and so ridiculous. I saw the first, like, three movies 15 years ago. I have seen multiple Fast and Furious movies in the theaters. That's how much I love dumb We're action movies. to the problem. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's great. Good I will them. continue to do so. Um, Any but... But I was rewatching like a scene with the Jedi Council, and I find it really funny that like all the male Jedi's are wearing the same kind of like robe look. It's like their dress code okay. that they have. They have all the same look. And then if you look at the female Jedi's, the women in the room, they're all wearing different clothing. They're not wearing like Jedi robes. Oh. And it reminded me of when I was working as a beer rep. And when I worked as a beer rep, our uniform, quote unquote, was we were supposed to wear pants. They were supposed to be like black pants, khaki pants, anything but denim. You couldn't wear denim. You had okay. to wear a collared shirt and all these things. And so I'm looking, it's like, how the fuck do I do this? And so when I was asking the manager during my hiring process about the dress code, he like laid it out for me. And then he said, but with women's fashion, you can get away with a lot more. And I was like, oh, my God, are the Jedi just like every corporate thing in in the world where they just don't know what to do with women's fashion. Yeah. Like that they can't figure out a women's a woman's dress code. Fact. Because pretty, pretty much like none of the like none of the women Jedi really seem to wear the traditional Jedi robes. No, They're all wearing they like different things. Like Ayla Sakura has like she's wearing a crop top and yeah. leggings. Like Yeah, and then that one has like full on like robes. Yeah, like Shakti and um but yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, and then like like Shakti and Luminara and Dooley both are wearing like these like long flowy dresses. Yeah, so we've got Ahsoka in her battle dress. Like they have no idea what a dress code for women should be like, and it seems very much a reflection of like our own real world. It <laughs> almost like it almost like makes me feel bad for guys because the women have so much room to like show their personality. Yeah, and like can wear whatever clothes they want. Yeah. That, that they're comfortable in or whatever. Um, and they make these men wear, like you said, a uniform. Yeah. I'm like, well, what if Obi-Wan wanted to sport a crop top one day? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let him do it. I'm picturing Obi-Wan in a crop top. Anyway. 
Technically, Jar Jar Binks wore a crop top. I'm just assuming it's going to be like the same thing as with every other dress code like that that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Is that they wrote it when they only hired men and then just never Ooh. changed it when women started to get into the picture. And they were like, mm, we're clothes that are comfortable. And so like I would literally get side. I would literally get away with wearing when I was when I was bare up. Like, you know, sometimes I wear dresses and shit and, like, try and look professional. But other times I just wear, like, a plain colored t-shirt. Yeah. And black jeans. Yeah. And maybe, like, a cardigan and be like, "Mm, this is professional. It sounds like... I wasn't a great beer rep, guys. Stop. (laughs) Yes, she was. Don't listen to her. I just hated it. Um, She just didn't like it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're so right. Like, women's business casual is such a vast category. Mm -hmm. Like, we can wear dresses, skirts, pants, shirts, whatever. Men's. Oh, yeah. You got a top and pants. That's yeah. That's all I got. Which, but I just think it's hysterical that female Jedi, like, suffer the same fate. Yeah. As. I don't think every- it's suffering. Well, I no, maybe not. Like, that, yeah, that's not like. I feel bad for the guys. Yeah. I think the women have a. No, bad choice of words. But but the female Jedi is, have, like, just basically are, like, stuck in that same little, like, okay, none of our clothes really fit the dress code so I guess I'm gonna try and get away with wearing this oh no one said anything I guess I'll wear this again oh, so I'm gonna do hell yeah <laughs> yeah the women definitely got the better end of that deal yeah for sure wow I never thought about it that way that's nice yeah I but like that just like popped into my head like only these dudes are wearing robes all these dudes wearing robes man all these women are wearing whatever the fuck they want facts we don't get much guys we don't <laughs> But we do get that. We and do we, get, and we and we will we'll hold on to the little bits that we get. <laughs> True. And we're back. Yeah. Did you miss us, guys? I don't know why I would be missing us. The ad is me talking. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did you miss me? You just heard me. Oh my gosh. Lando. I'm in a weird. I'm in a weird mood today. I'm so excited. Lando. All right, today we are talking about Lando Balthazar. Calrissian. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Pause. His middle name is Balthazar. Fuck yeah, it is. You fabulous. Hundred percent. I'm obsessed. What a fantastic name. I know. It's so dramatic. So he was born Landonis Balthazar Calrissian. Landa. Is he a royalty? Uh, No. 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 Parents thought he was. (laughs) So Lando was born on Socorro. Take a long pause there to just stare at a word. Mm-hmm. God damn fucking Star Wars names, if anything. My brain oh, goes, Meh. they will be the death of us all. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so Sakaro is an outer rim planet that it's mostly notable, other than the other than the fact that Lando Calrissian is from there, but mostly notable because that's where Maz Kanata marked in, or she marked it as a shadow port in her book, The Smuggler's Guide. Oh, there's a book for everything there's in Star a book Wars. For I love that there's a smuggler's guide oh. because if the Empire gets a hold of that, they know all the info. Like I don't know who thought a like why they thought a smuggler's guide. No, no, no. Would, I, the young I Hans and Landos of the world needed to know <laughs> how to. Be... Maz Kanata's like, let's take all this information and put it in a book. Yeah, that can be like traced. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, so apparently Emperor Palpatine considered the Calrissians to be a tragic story. And I like Aww. I looked for it. And if somebody if somebody knows exactly why he considers them to be tragic, I please let me know because I can't find out why. It just all I could find out was that was that Palpatine considered them to be a tragic family. And I'm like, what? I need more information. Like, I need more. Breath. I literally spent a good 25 minutes this morning looking at that, trying to figure out why he thought he thought that way. And I like kept like like I kept like just going through different links. And I'm like, why can't anyone explain to me why we're going to come up with something? Yeah, I need to. I need to know why. I also remember reading something and I couldn't find <laughs> When I went to write my notes, because naturally I wrote my notes this morning after doing all the research this week. Of course. Like I do. <laughs> I couldn't find out where I read this, but I remember reading that Lando's father's name is Lindo. Oh, Lindo and Lando. I don't have confirmation on that. I just want it very much to be true. Oh, I love that. 
Um, so a lot of Lando's early life is really unclear, and that is partially due to Lando himself. Why? And his own fabrications of his life. Oh my gosh. So he so can't we, keep it straight anymore. He's like, I don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah, so we don't exactly know a lot about his his early life on Socorro. Mostly because he's a fucking liar sometimes. Aww, a yeah. lot of times. A lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. I did find some stuff from Legends that I thought was super interesting because in the canon, there is not a whole lot of concrete shit. So okay. I went to Legends for this, which I don't normally like to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to go there. Sometimes it's fun. And so in Legends, Lando remembers his, he remembers his mother as having the ability to memorize hundreds of songs and poems. And like that's such a that's like just like a weirdly sweet memory. So she's like an artist. Yeah. Um, he doesn't remember much of his father, but he does remember the advice that his father gave him. And the advice his father gave him was you can't think deeper than your pockets. Ah. And that seems to carry through legends or canon, seems to carry through with a lot of Lando's actions. I was about to say that explains why he does. A lot of uh, everything that he, oh my, <laughs> pretty gosh. much everything he does. That's also terrible advice. I know this poor kid. Um, he also possibly has a brother because he considered himself to be his mother's favorite son. Mm. So possibly has a brother. Maybe it's a joke. Also, could be a joke. I it, like it can go either way with this with character. Lando, you don't fucking know. It can go so it can go either way with this character. Like, are like you being I feel ironic like, or are you being serious? I feel like anything Lando says about himself. You just really have to take with a grain of salt that, yeah. like, he could be telling you the truth and this could be a con. Yeah. Like, it, just, it can go either way. Interesting. Um, so, Lando learned to play Sabak by around the age of 17, and he began cutting school and conning his way into games at local saloons. Sounds about right. And this eventually leads him to working as a con artist and a gambler on the moon Narshadal. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's it's a moon in, like, a moon around Nalhada, which is in the hut system. Oh, okay. Of space. So, like, th- like this moon is also referred to as uh, Little Coruscant or the Smuggler's Moon. Ah, that explains a lot. So, if that, g- if, that, Lando's journey. if that gives you a little indication of, yeah. you know, the kind of company he's keeping. Right. <laughs> So he ends up, he starts traveling the galaxy after an encounter with thugs because he got involved with a gangster's pretty young wife. Oh. Yeah. Lando. Yeah. I mean, he's suave as hell. I love that you're doing like <clears throat> 90s sitcom reactions to all these. I've been it's watching a lot of 90s sitcoms. It's cracking me up. So eventually Lando does win the Millennium Falcon in a game of Sabacc. Obviously, yeah. like most of the things, most of like the the big successes in Lando's life come from winning a game of Sabacc. And nice. this one, he Which wins. Which we later find out he cheats. Oh, he's through. a cheater. He's a con artist. Like, what do you expect? So he wins the Millennium Falcon um, with a hand in Sabacc that's called the Idiot's Array. It, it's it's think, think poker, think getting a royal flush. Okay. So it's a rare hand. Okay. And it's a like, it's like, damn, you won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the canon ship. Uh, so sometime before 10 BBY, Lando won a sub, he won a subtropical moon in the Oscon <laughs> belt in a game of Sabak again. He, he won a moon. He owns like an island in space. Not an a tropical island. moon. He owns a moon. That's bananas. Of he course owns... he does. Of course he does. And if you think of moon, if you think of moons like tiny planets, Lando owns a tiny planet. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I, I could see Lando just like building some like ridiculous resort yeah. and just like, <laughs> thriving yeah. and hanging out on oh, this yeah. like tropical oasis. So such a vibe. <laughs> So it's not 100% clear as to when exactly he started smuggling, but as we, you know, as we know, he's pretty good at it. 
Okay. Like, he's good enough to be put on Han Solo's radar when he's looking for a smuggler. 100%. That's how good he is. That's and true. so, I mean, like, this dude, he's had dealings with Dryden Voss and Crimson Dawn and that the, the guy we met in Solo, Paul Bettany's character in Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lando also convinced an Imperial Vice Grand Administrator to let him leave with a freighter full of poached forelin carcasses, which were illegal to hunt. Uh. Like, this is against the laws of the Empire. And somehow he just, like, talked his way out of leaving this moon with all of these dead animals that he should not have been allowed to hunt. That does not surprise me in the (laughs) least. If I can, can I tell you, Lando, we know this. He is, (laughs) we know this. He is the (laughs) smoothest, charming motherfucker in the galaxy. That's why he's so intriguing to me. I think that's why I love him. And that's why, to me, like, that's why, other than Billy D. Williams, of course. Yeah. To me, the most perfect casting of Lando in the history of ever that I can oh ever think of in my yes. mind is Donald Glover. I think he that was, nailed it. I love that. I, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. The one that played young Han, Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Which I think, like, energy-wise, characteristic-wise, I think he nailed it. But I think he got clocked a little bit for not looking exactly like Harrison Ford. Yeah. Which I think is hysterical when you look at that compared to Donald Glover, who does not look like Billy D. Williams. No, Billy D. Williams is lighter skinned. Yeah, but Donald Glover had Billy D. Williams energy. Energy. Like, mannerisms. Everything was yeah. so spot on that I didn't see anything about people questioning Donald Glover's casting as Lando Calrissian. And I think that is absolutely hysterical because the other actor who looks more like I know who like he like that other actor looks more like Harrison Ford than Donald Glover does look like Billy D. Williams. I know, but you cannot <laughs> hold a candle to Donald Glover's performance. I, I, I thought it was That's brilliant. It was. He made I mean Donald Glover stole the show. Yeah. in that movie, absolutely. Um, so it's uh, it's also not exactly clear when Lando partners with L three. But L3, as I found out, and I didn't know this before, uh, she is actually a self-made droid, like, pilot. So what she did is she's an astromech. Self-made ast- pilot? She's an ast- she was an astromech. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, like, R2-D2? Yes. And the person who owned her prior to Lando oh. basically left her alone in a room full of parts. Mm-hmm. And she created herself. Nope, don't like yeah. that. <laughs> that's why it's only that's and why And moving on. Oh yeah, that's why it's only a uh, a one part that's note bananas. in there. Yeah, oh so she God. she basically took protocol droid stuff, made herself into that, but she becomes instrumental to his success as a smuggler because uh-huh. of her navigational charts and she gets those from Mastromech. Yeah. So that she makes has sense. so she has the ability to pilot a ship like the Millennium uh-huh. Falcon cuz she's a map. Yeah, and because now she has all the parts of a protocol droid and she has all the stuff from an astromech. So she's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. I knew you would hate that part. That's why it's, that's like literally <laughs> like, like the, oh it was a one note thing. <laughs> all of my fears like come I know, to I know, I know, I know. Leave technology in a room and the next thing you know, oh God. <laughs> I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I just think it's funny. And uh, so Lando at one point in time did actually consider turning the Millennium Falcon into a casino. Oh uh, my gosh. L3, that's amazing. when he brought up this idea to L3, she was very much not on board with it. She's like, no. He's like, why? Don't do that. Um, around the same time is when he started writing the Calrissian Chronicles. I almost forgot about those. How did I almost forget How about could you those? Ever. The Calrissian Chronicles? The Calrissian Chronicles that I desperately need. I'm I need it to be in oh aud- I need it to be an audiobook format, and I need Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian to narrate. I will accept 100%. nothing else. He would do it. Oh, absolutely. I will accept absolutely nothing else from this. That's amazing. Um, and what he said about them is, "You don't understand what it takes to be me. That's why I'm writing the Calrissian Chronicles." So the universe can fully absorb my prodigiousness. That's what he said to L3 about it. (laughs) He's so extra. He's such a drama queen. He's so dramatic. You don't understand what it means to be a meh. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Uh, Good for him. Lando also estimated that he had at least a trilogy in him. But he decided he wanted to wait and see how the first one sold before he continued. 
smart. <laughs> I love He's it. A businessman. So at one point, Lando and L3 go to Batuve, uh, which is different from Batu, which is the Galaxy's Edge. Um, yes, I remember town. that. I know you don't. That's why I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> I know you don't. You little bitch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's why my notes are so detailed for you. That's fair. <laughs> I appreciate that. Is it weird that I trust our <laughs> listeners to know slightly more than me sometimes? As you should. <laughs> I trust our listeners to know more than I do. Are you kidding me? Come on. Um... So that's where, like, so when when they went there, Lando was actually attempting to buy a cape. I'm not making this up. When oh he God. he met a he bar was shopping, he was shopping for a cape, and he ended up meeting this bartender named Christus, and she told him about her people and how they were slaves at an imperial outpost on Kulgroon, and so she offers him a thousand credits upfront for his help arming her people to fight back. Okay. And he eventually does agree to help her. And th- but this is only after on top of that thousand credits up front, she agrees to help him san- settle a a uh, gambling debt. Okay. <laughs> I love that he has morals, but also he's not he's not going to do anything for free. Right? He's yeah. like I want It's like I want to help you, but I, I have expenses. That's fair. That's fair. So during this uh, this mission to free these slaves, he was actually captured by outlaws while trying to get to the camp. And he his his plan to get out of this was he tried to convince them that he was just on vacation and he was going to visit a friend. Lando and, always looks like he's on vacation. Yeah, so but that could <laughs> actually pass. It could actually pass. This time it doesn't work, but he does and he does eventually escape these uh, outlaws by tricking the droid that was supposed to feed him and reprogramming reprogramming it. All right. That's a hard word. Um, <laughs> so he ends up leading, he and uh, Christus end up leading the slaves against the stormtroopers and they're able to free the slaves, but the Falcon ends up getting impounded on Vandor, which kind of forces Lando into an early retirement and puts us right at where we meet Lando and Solo. Mm. So... After losing the Falcon, uh, Lando basically decides that he wants to end his smuggling. He's he basically decides that he wants to become a galactic entrepreneur. Of course, he's like on to my next adventure. Yeah, it doesn't really last long. I'm gonna write a book <laughs> and be an entrepreneur. So basically, Lando views himself as an opportunist trying to make his way through an uncaring galaxy. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense. And he does this because, you know, he's kind of, it, it seems like after the events of Solo, he tried to be legitimate and tried to just be like maybe like a gambler or a con artist or anything like that. Tried to give up the the, the smuggling life. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't last. So he makes his way by mainly illegally acquiring and redistributing rare and valuable goods. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Honestly... I all I can think of is Lando is a much better written and more likable Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, actually, you know, actually, yeah, because he actually can back up the shit that he does. Yeah, like Lando can actually fight. Lando, yeah. Lando can actually he's not defend like a himself. Total fraud. Like he, he's not a fraud at yeah, all. Yeah, he's not. He's a, just a con artist. Yeah, he's a con artist, and he's good at it. Yeah, and we can't fault him for that. You know, some of the best advice I ever got was if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> You know, I'm not mad at him. No, I'm not. No, you're worse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Lando and his now, I couldn't find out exactly when these two teamed up together, but his now business partner, Labatt, which you know Labatt from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Sorry. Labatt is on one on in Cloud City. (laughs) Which one was Cloud City? Cloud City is um, Bespin where, where, I don't know why I said Bespin as if that was going to help you. Nope. Apologies, that's on me. Continue. Um, Cloud City is where Luke and or where Vader reveals to Luke that he's his oh. father, and Han gets captured and frozen in carbonite. Okay, yes. Where we first meet Lando, Lobot is the one. He has the cybernetics around the back of his head. I'm just gonna pull up the picture. It's way I was about to say, I'm like, I might just have to see a picture of this dude. That makes sense why it's called Cloud City. It's a city in the clouds. I that's don't it. remember that dude. He doesn't speak. I've never seen that man a day in my life. (laughs) 
You're like, bitch, yes, you have. You've seen have Empire. Have you seen these movies? 5,000 times. <laughs> I'm too busy paying attention to Lando. That man stole my heart from the moment he walked on the screen. I love him. And I pay attention to things that are not important at all. Which is why we have this show. Yay! Um, Yay. Okay, so Labatt is... Labatt is a native to Bespin, to okay. Cloud City, that area. He becomes business partners with Lando. That's really all you need to know. He has cybernetics around the back of his head. Basically, he had those implanted because, um, from what I understand okay. of Labatt, I, I, I will preface, I have not read the stuff, the, the comics where this stuff happens, but okay. it's on my reading list. Um, <laughs> my very long reading list. Very long. Um, but basically he had the cybernetics implanted because he didn't want to be on a battlefield. And so those cybernetics help him do, um, battlefield calculations, but he could do it from a desk where he'd be safe. Interesting. Yes. With things like this, it will backfire. So basically they end up on the wrong people's shit list, mainly because of Lando's gambling. That is. The story of him and Han's life. Yeah. End up on the wrong people's shit list. Yeah. And so they agree to I'm take... shocked that he didn't run into that with Jabba the Hutt, starting his whole endeavor on one of Hutt's planets. Come on. <laughs> he's been he's, there. He's definitely had dealings with the Hutts, like... Always, from the beginning. Uh, so they they agree to take... Because Lobot's kind of, like, pissed off about this whole thing. He's like, <clears throat> this is really... I, I don't want to do this. But they agree to take one last high-stakes job to work off Lando's debt. And Lando promises, this is the last one. I promise, like, we're done after this. We're going to be legit after this. Never say never. Never gonna happen. (laughs) Um, So the high stakes job that they end up taking, they're hired to steal this ship. But what they don't know is that the ship that they're hired to steal is Emperor Palpatine's personal luxury yacht. Oh, my God. All I can think about is... um... When, I don't know why I do this, but I do. All I can think <laughs> about is when Thor and Hulk steal, steal oh my Jeff God, Goldblum's pleasure orgy pleasure, pleasure I, yacht. I literally almost wrote pleasure yacht so many times when I was writing these notes That's about all this. I can think about. And That's so hilarious. They're, they're able to get away with the ship. The only thing they don't know is that in the central chamber, there are two of the uh, the emperor's like imperial guards in mm-hmm. there, like the, the guys in the red. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't know that there are two of them in there. And Lobot is able to get the door open. But when he does, he encounters two imperial guards. And the guards, um, they stab Lobot. 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 Jesus. This is what happens when you wake up at 4 a.m. Um, okay. So they stab this they, guy. They, they stab him in the gut. And mm-hmm. what happens when, when he's stabbed is that the cybernetics start to take over his mind. And Ooh. it hasn't fully corrupted his mind yet. But what eventually does happen with Lavat is that he starts to lose his mind to the cybernetics. And, and like, basically, it gets to the point... It, it starts to get to the point that if Lavat doesn't stay focused... He starts to lose himself to the implants and he eventually does fully lose himself. And when this happens, Lando fully devotes himself to curing his friend. And Labatt did leave him a message when when all this started happening. And it was it was basically the message would play if Lando said the word cure. Mm. And so Lando tells Labatt that he's going to cure him. And the message that Labatt plays, it's like this pre-recorded message that says, hey, Lando, if you're hearing this recording, I'm gone. And you just said the word cure. I bet it didn't take you very long either. Maybe you'll put it off. I wouldn't put it past you. I've seen you beat crazier odds. But even if you don't, I'm not angry about what happened to me. Not now and definitely not by the time you're hearing this. I live by my choices. Aww. Yeah, so like he Lando fully devotes himself to yeah. curing Labot, and he even actually goes against the rebellion to do this. Oh dang! Like they want to use Labot to find I can't remember exactly what they're trying to find, um, but they're trying to use Labot to do this. But every time they use him, Labot loses more of himself, Ooh. and so he goes against the rebellion to do this. And I can't find I don't think the I I just don't think the the comic has gotten to this point yet of whether we find out if he fully saves Labot yet or not. Oh, but okay. he fully is devoted 
to doing this. Like he will, he will, he will go against the rebellion to save his friend. Interesting. That's how much he cares about this man. So eventually, oh yeah, for some reason I got ahead of myself. He eventually he won he Cloud City. Obviously, he won it in a Sabat game. Yeah. I think I jumped ahead a little bit of myself because he he gets Cloud City in a Sabat game, and this is all. Did he get the pleasure? Yeah. This is after. Oh, okay. That um, him him going against the rebels is after him betraying Han, Leia, and Chewie. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's where I got mixed up. But yeah, even the betrayal of Han, Leia, and Chewie, he's still, I don't, I I mean, it's not a bad guy move. And he redeems himself for it in the sequels. But I almost don't think that he even needs to redeem himself for it. Because from where he is, the way he- He was blackmailed. The way he operates Cloud City, he's operating it it outside of the Empire. It's a very small operation. Mm -hmm. When the Empire shows up, he can't really defend against this. And in order to keep the people of Cloud City safe, he has to go along with it. But what he does is that he negotiates with Vader that Mm -hmm. Han will be frozen in carbonite. Something that even, like, Vader himself has been frozen in carbonite in the Clone Wars. Uh, So during the Clone Wars, Anakin was frozen in carbonite to infiltrate the Citadel Mm -hmm. where they were holding a a Jedi Master prisoner. So Anakin knows that that is survivable. Yeah. He's done it before to himself. Yeah. He also negotiates that Leia and Chewie are supposed to stay on Cloud City. Yeah. So he's negotiated the best terms that he possibly can to keep everyone as safe as he can. He's just stuck between... I mean, think about it. It's a rock and a hard place. Yeah, think about it. You, this place that he runs and is basically like the mayor of yeah um darth vader shows up with with stormtroopers and the empire yeah the og villain okay let's not forget that like Mm -hmm. as much as we know and love about anakin vader was terrifying villain yeah and he shows up and says i need this is who i'm looking for you better fucking hand them over or i am and i'm gonna sit here until you do it what the hell is lando supposed to do yeah i mean he's terrified he's like Fuck, Vader at, at, just showed up to my goddamn planet. I mean, at this point, you're demanding my friend. You're weighing the life of three individuals versus, mm. versus the life of an entire city. Yeah. And he has to make a choice. And he and like he makes the best one he can in that situation. Yeah. But when he realizes that Vader has no intention of honoring that deal, he double crosses him and like 100%. and announces to Cloud like, City. Oh, so like you. his redemption. If he even needed one, already comes in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's yeah. already there. It's just shitty. Yeah, it's just he was put in a, in a super shitty situation yeah. and did the best he could. Yeah. And after the the destruction of the Death Star 2 in uh, Return of the Jedi, Lando is still a general in the rebellion after that. He actually he fought to protect Naboo during Operation Cinder. Mm. And that was what um Bill Burr's character in The Mandalorian, Migs Mayhew, brought up was Operation Cinder, which was basically, oh. a, a, it's a, um, it was essentially a scorched earth kind of tactic. Make anything that had these rebellion or, like, strongholds, make it unlivable. That's awful. So he fought to protect Naboo during that. Yeah. He went back, eventually freed Cloud City. Aww. And eventually Lando retired and started a family. But what? Like, yeah, Lando, Lando retired from the rebellion. <clears throat> he went and started a family. What? Lando had a daughter. Ah, uh, yeah, you're gonna be sad in a second. The, he'd be the best girl dad ever. Um, yeah, I saw a couple things where it said he had a son, but the everything else I saw <laughs> said he had a daughter. So we're gonna go with daughter. The only problem is Lando's daughter was kidnapped by the First Order. Oh no! Yeah, and and apparently the first order was really targeting uh, rebellion leaders oh. to kidnap their children oh. to make them stormtroopers. <gasps> no, um, it has been confirmed that um, Finn and um, fuck, what's her name? 
the the other the stormtrooper and Rise of Skywalker the other yeah. one that they're not Lando's children but that is I remember that that makes that scene resonate so much yeah, more um, though knowing that when he when he sits down with her and he's like where are you from and she said I don't know he's like well let's find out yeah and like where they they've they've confirmed he, that he knows he's like yeah. you probably you he could sees his be, daughter in her yeah where it's not that she is his daughter no. but she could be his daughter and if nothing else, she's someone's child, and yeah. he knows exactly and what he, that family he hopes is that going someone through. Someone extends the same grace to exactly. his kid. And I kind of really like that they decided That's not beautiful. to make Finn. I don't think they say her name, no, or they she do has once. A, yeah, she has a name. I just can't remember it off the top of my head, mm. and I forgot to write it down. So I mean, but before all this happens, Luke did travel, or Lando did travel with Luke prior to the events oh. of all of of all of. Uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, and they went to Pasana to investigate the Sith coming back. And Lando had heard through his underworld contacts that the assassin Ochi was there searching for Sith artifacts. Oh. And so they go there to search for that. And when they 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 really only find uh Ochi's ship, but Lando decides after after that search goes nowhere, he decides to to stay on Pasana. After he he kind of falls in love with the really like the peaceful nature of the Akiaki, mm-hmm. the the people there, the ones that are having the festival and they they're throwing like the colors. It has a very like whole uh, like a holly feel to it. Aww. Um. He but he falls in love with that, and he kind of just lives there as a hermit, and he really just hermits and up until the rise of Skywalker. I think one of the only like known contacts from him is that when Leia's um when Darth Vader is revealed. Mm-hmm publicly to be Leia's father, he does send a message of support to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't care who your dad is. Yeah. Pretty much. But I I kind of just love that like Lando before he meets up with them during the Rise of Skywalker has just been kind of like living this like peaceful <clears throat> hermit life. Well apparently that's what you do when there's not therapy in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away and you've you been hermit. through it and you lose loved ones. Um, you seclude yourself on a planet far, far away. <laughs> I, I feel like I would be very successful in a galaxy far, far away because that is my, to any stress in my life, and you know this, I hermit Im- that is not instantly. How you deal with your problem. Yeah, and we both know I'm unhealthy. <laughs> You're like, I'm working on um, it. I also, it's fine. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where to put this in my notes, so I just like tacked it onto the end for funsies. Okay. But uh, Donald Glover, with with Solo coming out, um, basically pretty much confirmed that Lando is pansexual. Yeah. Uh, which makes perfect sense. And Donald Glover said, how could you not be pansexual in space? Yes. <laughs> and one of the other things he said was, there are so many things to have sex with. Oh, my God. So... Really, I I love that. Like he you, gets it. He I, gets I, it. I I really love that, especially with that character. You can interpret any interaction with him mm-hmm. however you want. I I think it very much falls into the same line of like a fan telling Mark Hamill that they view Luke as gay, and and mm-hmm. uh, Mark Hamill responding with, "Well, if Luke is gay to you, then he's gay." Yeah, absolutely. It's how you view the character. And I think that's so great with a character like this is that you can view him however you want. Mm -hmm. Is that if you view him as a straight man who's solely attracted to women, then he's a straight man. If you view him as a bisexual man who flirts with men and women, then he is. If you view him as a pansexual who just likes people, then he is. And he likes people. He likes droids. Like, he likes whatever. Then he is. I I think this is the perfect character. For, for that kind of interpretation. Also, Lando is fabulous AF, mm-hmm. as we have discussed. Capes on capes He's on capes. extra. He has a cape room. Such a drama queen. But I love him so much. He's just He's the best. He's charming. charming. Oh, my gosh. And especially for when Empire Strikes Back came out. The fact that Billy Dee Williams was playing this character was huge in itself. That mm-hmm. This is one of the first main characters that was that was played by a black person that was a black main character in science fiction oh that's a big that's a big thing in science fiction we didn't really have any african-american or black representation james earl jones voice but but not like him yeah we don't have him we have his voice and his voice is being used to portray a white man 
Oh, yeah. You're right. And so Billy D. Williams was really the first introduction for a lot of people in this genre to the fact that we can have black actors playing human characters, not in prosthetics, not in a big costume. Saying things like that, though, almost infuriates me. Yeah. Like, really, though? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's one of those things that, like, yeah, I am so glad I was born in today's day and yeah. age. As much as I love, like, old eras or whatever, I'm like, I would be infuriated by the fact that someone was so small and simple-minded yeah. that they couldn't think a black man could play a character. I know. Fuck you. I know. Why is that such a weird concept? I, I, I hate like, that that's so much. So, like, that's what's so... It's baffling yeah. to think of. Yeah. But it is a real thing. But I think Billy D. Williams' performance as Lando is such a is is a wonderful way to open this up. Yeah. Like, what, finally. What, what, like was because he's so charming and he's so <clears throat> likable that like how could you not like right? him? Right. It's like, how could you not like him, man? Like there's no reason not to like him. I, love and I think that. that is a I think it's a very smart move. Hell yeah. With that. He paved the way. Groundbreaking. He did. And it's like I love it. Ugh. He's just that. wonderful and charming and delightful. And I hope Lando we... is like the OG representation matters. It really is. Of, he's, of he's, science fiction. He's, he's representing the LGBTQ community. Yes. He's representing the black community. The yeah. He, everyone. Like, and he's just likable. Yeah. How could you not like Lando? If right? you don't like Lando, you don't need to you don't need to come back. What are you even doing with your life? Yeah. Think I'm about sorry. your life, think about your choices. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you don't like Lando, you don't need to listen to our show. You can't sit with us. <laughs> we love Lando too much here. I'm love sorry. Him. I literally have my Sabak Dice earrings on yes, for this episode. Yes, you do. I'm obsessed. I love him. And like I said, Donald Glover could not have been a better casting. He just made me love the character even more, and I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, awesome. Yeah. And because of that, I'm like... There was something rumored. I don't know if it's a rumor. I don't know if it's fans just wanting it to happen, talking about a solo sequel, but it was going to be a solo Lando. And yeah. I was like, if you're going to do a solo sequel, I think it has to be a solo to, Lando. I think there's supposed to be a Lando series. Oh, my gosh. But it has to be Donald Glover. Oh. If he doesn't sign on to do it, I don't want it. I would love a, a, a series or a movie that had, like, a Donald Glover, Billy D. Williams, like, tag team, like, early life. Older life that would be cool. where they jump back and forth. I would because I just want to see both of them. Yeah, in that Don Glover's so busy though because he's fucking talented. How dare you be so talented? How, <laughs> oh, how dare you overbook yourself because of your raw talent? So that's the thing is I don't know if he has time in his schedule to do it. Uh, he's got so make much. time, make time, man. Please, you make us. you make time for Star Wars. Please, we're begging you. Yeah. Oh my god! Because he listens to this podcast. Obviously, obviously, everyone listens to this podcast. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. (laughs) Hey, Dave. Hey, John. Hey, um. Hey, Mark. (laughs) We're two actresses who have uh, nothing booked recently. We have literally nothing to do. We're very unemployed. Please cast us. (laughs) (laughs) This show gets more and more pathetic the more we do it. (laughs) On that note. Have a fantastic week. All right. We love you very much. Join us next week for our finale. Yay. Season one finale. Which for us is going to be in like 15 minutes. But for you guys, it's going to be a week. You guys are going to be a whole week. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We need to end this. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs)